At Roswell Park Cancer Institute, our mission is our passion to understand, prevent, and cure cancer. We proudly present another episode in our podcast series, Cancer Talk. Here's Bill Klaproth. Stats reveal that certain groups such as Native Americans suffer disproportionately from cancer and its associated effects, including premature death. And here to talk with us about cancer health disparities in the Native American population is Dr. Rodney Herring, Assistant Professor, Office of Cancer Health Disparities Research and Department of Cancer Prevention and Control at Roswell Park Cancer Institute. Dr. Herring, thank you for your time. So why do cancer disparities exist within Native American societies? In some cases, and there are over uh 550 federally recognized Native American nations in the United States and over 500 bands in Canada. So within uh, North America, you have over a thousand distinct tribal groups. Many times within these uh, environments, there's a a change of perhaps uh, environmental, um, the way people live in communities, um, some social disparities among education, among outlets for health care, among uh, food access, among a a number of different things. So a lot of times it's based on uh, environmental issues. Um, I'll give you an example of a recent one that potentially has um, impact from an environmental standpoint, and that was related to the Dakota Access Pipeline and some of the environmental issues that could relate to certain types of cancer. Also, there are increased uh, rates of <clears throat> tobacco use in, in certain regions of uh, Indian country. There are also differences between genders. So each tribe isn't exactly similar, but some of the types of cancers affect some tribal groups more than others. So why is it important then to apply disparities research within the community? It's important to understand um, you know what the incident rates are among the different tribal groups, the prevalence uh, and uh, the mortality patterns. And being part of that research process um, really gauges how we can interact, intervene, and provide for our future generations. And, and uh, some of the philosophies of the Iroquois Confederacy or the Haudenosaunee, uh, where Roswell Park is situated, it is said that in our every deliberation, we must consider the impact of our decisions in the next seven generations. So that kind of plays right into our um, the way we conduct research and the way we think about that is that the research that we're doing now really has to have an impact for future generations in the health of not only our people, but all people. And so cancer research is important, and uh, Native peoples and Native communities and Native societies and Native nations really need to be part of that process to make sure and ensure that the, the new innovations that are coming from re- research, whether it be behavioral interventions, whether it be prevention, whether it be basic science, that we're involved in a process and it's applicable and relevant to our peoples. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Herring, are there specific types of cancer Native Americans are more susceptible to? Some of the ones that I had previously mentioned, um, every group is a little bit different. But what I can say is that one thing that's emerging across Indian country and across uh, not only Native peoples, but people across the whole globe is uh, obesity and obesity-related cancers. And a lot of a lot of the work that I've been involved with um, over time has been uh, revolving around co-occurring conditions. So obesity-related cancer falls into that. 
That would be a cancer of the food pathways related to perhaps esophageal cancer, breast cancer, kidney cancer, and liver cancer and other cancers that are related. Those are certain things that are really across the board um, are important to understand. There's been an elevation in, in liver type of cancers and likely it's related to obesity and, and other things. But obesity um, and diabetes and things that uh, occur in Indian country, uh, re we really need to look at that and investigate why that is and find uh, avenues to, to attack that in a good way. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Herring, can you update us on any new research that you're conducting? I've been involved in a number of projects. Um, again, a lot of it's related to um, obesity-related cancers from a prevention standpoint and an intervention standpoint. Uh, we created uh, workplace modules uh, for working with employee assistance programs, many tribes and uh, nations, both in the U.S. and in Canada, um, do have uh, tribal workforces, and, and it's an excellent way to intervene and really work within the communities. We've created um, a workplace module to look at obesity-related cancers um, and really focusing on uh, sharing information, uh, looking at other factors that may be uh, tied to that, including stress, uh, resiliency factors, uh, looking back at ancestral food pathways, uh, and traditional means of activity. So all these things are very important in a, in a way to approach oneself. It isn't always that we're looking specifically at cancer. Cancer happens with many things, perhaps, within one's, not only within one's body, but within one's family, within one's community. So we really need to take a look at everything that is happening in the environment um, of that person. So that's some of the research we're doing. We're also looking at <clears throat> ways to uh, incorporate um, some some of the advances, um, perhaps coming from Cuba with the, the Simivax um, vaccine trials at Roswell Park, and also further looking at perhaps some of the Heberprop P um, diabetic uh, foot ulcer treatments and how these translate, some of these advances translate into Indian country. So although working in, I'm working in a cancer center, it's also very important to understand some of these other um, devastating health disparities that are occurring in Indian country and how we can work together um, to not only treat cancer, but other things that are important to the Native nations that guide us uh, through a community-based uh, research process. Right. It almost sounds a little bit like connect the dots as you weigh all of the factors that builds that picture. And Dr. Herring, can you tell us about the upcoming Spirit of Eagles National Conference, which is coming up in September? Yes, this is one of our uh, most exciting uh, conferences of, of the year. We're really excited to be part of that. Um, it's a joint effort between two comprehensive cancer centers, Roswell Park Cancer Institute and the Mayo Clinic. Um, it's, uh, we have a number of speakers coming from all across Indian country, uh, native and non-native. Um, but what I really think is really exciting about this conference is that it blends both a Western perspective on uh, science with a traditional perspective um, on science. And so we have a number of uh, top-notch researchers looking at not only at cancer health disparities research and, and general health disparities research, but we also have at the traditional side of some of the most powerful uh, traditional speakers that are going to be talking about health and wellness, wellness as it relates to Indian country. So it's really a blend of uh, Western science and indigenous science and indigenous philosophies that really... I think puts this conference um, as one that one should attend to learn um, a whole array of uh, education, uh, intervention, research, and about Indian country as a whole.
Mm-hmm. And that conference is September 21st through the 24th. 2017 in Niagara Falls. Dr. Herring, it's an honor to talk with you. You've had a very accomplished career, including being an expert panel member to the U.S. Department of Education, the White House Office of National Drug Control Policy, Executive Office of the President. And can you tell us about serving on the Federal Advisory Panel that recommended ways to reduce health disparities in Native American communities? Yeah, it's truly an honor to be part of that process of, you know, really bringing um, the knowledge from the communities and, and being guided by the communities and growing up on a reservation um, and then making my way through college uh, and then being asked to represent um, the Seneca Nation of Indians as a, a, a board member at large to the Health Research Advisory Council um, to the Department of Health and Human Services is truly an honor. And previous to that, um, doing education-type advocacy um, along with substance abuse as a trained as a social worker, um, it, it really positions me to be in a way to not only be a, a community-based researcher, but also to uh, really provide insights and advocacy um, from our Native nations back to the federal government in, in a guiding kind of way. And part of that process is to uh, make sure that policies are in place, that we're included at the table when these things happen. So a lot of the things that I do advocate for come from um, our Native nations in regards to uh, research, um, health policy, and, and a lot of those things also revolve around ethics, the ethics of research in Indian country, and how how we can also shape our uh, future generations, our workforces, um, making sure that our young uh, young minds are getting into college in the, in, the, in the right way, that they're promoted, um, and really learn how to navigate between Indian country, uh, reservation, native urban centers, and how we can all work together to accomplish um, a better society. At as a whole, both for Indian country, but also for the our you know our whole world. So it's really an honor to be part of that process. Um, it, I'm really thankful to, to to do that kind of work, and I think we've made made a, a lot of accomplishments both at the tribal level, but also uh, working and advocating uh, side by side with the federal government. Absolutely, and it's an honor to talk with you. You are quite a resource to Roswell Park Cancer Institute and the Native American community. Dr. Herring, thank you so much for your time today. For more information, visit roswellpark.org. That's roswellpark.org. You're listening to Cancer Talk with Roswell Park Cancer Institute. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.